Welcome back to the Habits Fit Podcast, everyone. We are on episode number two. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about why do we quit? More importantly, we're going to go over the reasons that increase our likelihood to quit what we're working on and then talk about what we can do to overcome those issues. With that said, I'm really excited to get into this topic. So let's get on with the show. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the Habits Fit Show, and we are officially on episode number two. I'm Michael Scott, and as always, I'm here with the lovely Joy. And today we are going to be talking about why we quit, and more importantly, how does one overcome this? So, Joy, we're in August. How many people do you think are still on their New Year's resolution, and how many people, how many of them do you think fuck it and quit? Um, I think it's a lot of people have quit. And there's very few dedicated people who've kept their word and, you know, who are wanting to start and finish what they really want to do this year. What about you? I think they all quit. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I was trying to be positive and optimistic in some percentage. Everybody quit. No, I'm being facetious, of course. You know, I think uh, quitting is something that everybody has experience with and it's not a good thing to, to do. Obviously, you know, you know, quitters, what is that? Quitters never lose or conquer or whatever that damn quote is. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, obviously, everybody has goals and aspirations and things that they know that they have to get done, right? Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, we just don't. You know, the, the fitness aspect is a really easy, clear shot way that we can see it. So if someone says, I want to gain 20 pounds of muscle or I want to lose 50 pounds of fat this year, Mm-hmm. I need to do this, 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 this of it. And then one, two, three, four months into it, it just completely non-existent. So the question is, why did that happen? And I think that's what we're kind of here to talk about in this episode. Um, do you think like sometimes we quit because we have such a strong like desire and motivation, but we don't have like the actual um, like tangible habits to do it every day? Absolutely. I think just accruing habits that fit like a really dedicated person is obviously something that's going to help you. But I don't think that's something that determines whether you quit or not. Like Mm. someone just starting on the gym, obviously they don't have the habits to go to the gym in the first place. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's other things going on that are going to push them to quit. So just because they don't have the habits doesn't mean that they can't do it. Those habits can be created over time. But one of the first things that just from my own experience is just the feeling of being overwhelmed by something. So for me, just the idea of going to the gym and when I was trying to lose my first hundred pounds, you know, that's a very overwhelming goal to get up and think about. It's like, oh, I need to lose a hundred pounds. This is bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And you could think about it as like, oh man, this is so much work to do. And while initially I may have had like a lot of motivation and drive, you know, motivation is fleeting, right? So it's something that we have to continually chase. And overwhelming, being overwhelmed, it's just it's just instant feeling that just kind of takes you and you kind of have to fight through it. And that's a lot easier said than done. So that's what I think one of the biggest problems is, just that feeling of being overwhelmed. Like, is there, are there any kind of um, experiences or like verbiage that people usually tell themselves in your experience where they can identify if they're feeling overwhelmed? Um, I think like a lot of overwhelm sometimes we say is like, oh my goodness, I can't do this. Or I just feel really adding this 
having this goal to lose weight, I don't know if I can because I have a lot of pressure from like my work and I want to be a good family to my and give them time and um, a lot of people are just like feeling that pressure and sometimes overwhelm can come in forms of you really want to solve the problem but you have you're looking at too much information and then you start feeling that all the information is conflicting like oh should I go vegan but then there's keto but should I do this workout program but then I want I don't have time so all these like information that you're getting it's good but then now it's becoming overwhelmed because now you're trying to see which one should you adapt to? And so then you just end up quitting. Absolutely. And we could have another entire you know, podcast season about the different diets and all that stuff. So you can see how it's very easy to be overwhelmed. And you're right. You know, it's when people get overwhelmed, they get this feeling of, oh, you know what? I can't do this mm-hmm. or it's too much pressure. Say you start a new job, say you're in sales and you just can't hit it because you, you have too much pressure to make those sales or you have too much pressure to meet your deadline at work and you get overwhelmed and you know what, I'm just gonna quit this all entirely. And I think um, another thing that people say, especially in the realm of fitness, uh, Mm -hmm. they kind of tell themselves, you know, this is really hard. Why am I putting myself through this anyway? Oh, that's a really good one. I don't think a lot of people like to admit that, but I think that's like a lot of, if you feel that way, um, it's normal. Yeah, whether it's going to school or, you know, starting a new job or, um, losing weight, learning new language. Obviously, we know, like intrinsically, we know what the end goal is. But going through the process, it'll kind of seep into our head. It's like, oh, why am I doing this anyway? You know, my, my life, I'm okay with everything. It is, let me just stop what I'm doing and just be comfortable where I'm at. And for me, one of the solutions to just being overwhelmed with something is that I break it down into smaller goals. So going back to the weight loss, like when I was trying to lose 100 pounds, obviously just even just saying it out loud sounds like a very monumental task that is never going to happen. But if you just say, you know what, I'm going to lose one pound a week, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it becomes a lot easier. So much more uh, more tangible for sure. Yeah, because I can work out for a week and I'm not going to lose 100 pounds. But I can work out for a week and lose one to three pounds. And having that goal in my head is going to be, it's going to make me feel good. And I'm not going to feel, I'm not going to feel that overwhelming feeling that's going to encourage me to quit, which I think is why so many people have that New Year's resolution to like, hey, I'm going to start off strong. And by August, I'm going to have everything I wanted to have. When really they start off strong and then like two, three, four days later, they're just completely just out of it because they dove into the deep end. They just got overwhelmed. They drowned. And it's like, you know what? I'll try next year. Definitely. Well, do you remember how we were, like, helping our clients? Like, the goals we give them, they want to lose maybe, like, 50, 60, 100 pounds. And we always start with them with, like, something so small and tangible that they they experience that huge win. And most people, if you do the opposite, you want to lose all this weight and then there's no reward, then it's very discouraging and so defeating. And of course you're going to quit. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think one of our clients, we won't mention her name, of course, but you know, <laughs> she was having a hard time making time for the gym because obviously you know, she hasn't had those habits instilled in her yet. So mm-hmm. we switched the goal from weights to events, and we told her to go for a run at the park, and you know, she's a history buff. 
and she mm-hmm. found an old cemetery and decided to walk around there and read the headstones. And even that, that was like a huge shift in her like uh, mindset and just like the way she felt about herself. And she did not feel overwhelmed after that. She felt super excited, actually. Yeah. So instead of going to the gym three times a week, hey, go to the park and do some calisthenics there. Or for her case, the cemetery. You know, same end result, just different way of thinking about it. And like one of the biggest things I think people fail in addition to being overwhelmed is just the lack of structure. Completely. I agree with you. So like with that regarding fitness, you know, do you have a plan? Do you have any type of guidance? Are you getting confused? Do you feel lost? If you don't have any kind of structure, this is what's going to happen. I mean, you're going to go in. I mean, I'm, I can speak for myself. When I first walk into the gym without having that experience or, you know, any kind of the habits that reflected that, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what the machines do. The only thing I knew was the treadmill and the weights. But all the <laughs> machines and everything is, you know, it can be a little bit uh, intimidating. And if I have no plan to follow and I have nobody to reach out to to help me, of course I'm going to quit. It, you know, mm-hmm, it's... Mm-hmm. Just like anything else, if there's no guidance, there's no structure, there's no book to follow, I'm going to quit. The good thing about the internet is, you know, you could go get a workout plan, even a nutrition guide, online for free. I agree, too. Um, I know for women, we have this, like, we already feel intimidated, and so we watch all these YouTube or Instagram videos, and that gets us excited. But then the implementation part of, like, actually doing it, that's what makes them... Um, not actually like they just quit right and so if you are in that loop right now like that um, where you're just like gathering all this like knowledge and watching videos but you're not implementing like I would really um, encourage you guys to go get a trainer or go with a friend for a while so you can build confidence and a lot of you may resist it because you're like oh I'm just gonna wing it I don't want to embarrass myself that's really invulnerable but that's that's your um, situation right now. Like, just be, just take that time to go find a friend or go get a personal trainer. Yeah, a lot of people feel um, insecure about it, and I totally understand. But the thing is that you know, if you'd never been in a gym environment at all in your entire life, and say nobody in your family makes the gym or healthy habits a part of their life, then you're almost going to have zero experience with it. And if you don't actively seek it. This isn't knowledge that you just acquire at birth. It's like you have to actively seek this information. So, of course, you're not going to know anything. And it makes perfect sense that, hey, you know what? I need help. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And part of needing help is just going in with the plan. So if, any, if anybody in, who's listening is you know, they're getting really excited, but say they haven't gone to the gym all their life or they're going back after a long hiatus and you're not sure where to start, there are hundreds of resources online. You know, you could download a beginning bodybuilding program or a beginning exercise routine and just follow it because the last thing you want to do is you just don't want to go in blind. You can't just sign up at your local gym assuming that everything's going to work perfectly because mm-hmm. it's not. Unless you have a strict schedule to follow, you're going to be more likely to quit. Well, which, Michael, oh, I always tell people like going like to become healthy, like eating wise or 
when you're exercising it's kind of like any other aspect in your life like when you're about to drive like and get your permit like you go see someone who can teach you right you're not just gonna like let a 16 year old be like okay here's your keys to your car um and so think of it in those steps where um in other areas you seek knowledge and you have someone who's like a mentor or a coach and then you get better and better at it right and so we should just do the same and um feel really empowered when you go see someone like a coach or a personal trainer or a friend who is willing to take time out of their day to come work out with you yeah you know it just starts with asking like i get plenty of uh dms asking me for workout advice and you know i give it it doesn't cost me much time to just answer a few questions so all you got to do reach out and ask um when i first started i was able to you know afford a trainer because I, I i realized that you know what i don't know what i'm doing so i just dished out the money i put it on my credit card and i just this is going to force me to come to the gym and more importantly it's going to give me structure so i don't have to think about it i just go in i do what i'm told and then that kind of instilled the habits that allowed me to lose you know the weight loss that i did lose um, I, I want to address that sometimes we don't put as much value on time and time is an immeasurable value. So if you think like you're just going to wing it, like that 15 minutes of you winging it could also be 15 minutes of getting so much of a detailed plan, having someone encourage you, someone that give you all these inside tips for like the same duration of time of you trying to figure it out. So just see time as like such a huge value, like what can you gain? first you feeling like oh i'm embarrassed or i'm intimidated so start seeing your time as valuable and what you can gain from people who want to um, coach you or show you how to do the inside tips think of it in that way of value so yeah you're absolutely right so a lot of people just go in and they kind of stand around and stare for 15 minutes or they walk on the treadmill mm -hmm. thinking that's going to do anything you know important which it doesn't and that same 15, 20 minutes, you know, go online, get a routine, get some free sessions from the trainers, use some of the resources that you have to go in with a plan. Because if you don't have a plan, what happens is you're likely gonna be overwhelmed. And because you don't have that lack of structure, what's the following thing that causes people to quit is a lack of results, mm -hmm. right? I mean, just uh. easy as that. If you don't have a structure, those 10 pounds you wanted to lose is going to take a really, really long time. Sometimes it also, you could go, even though you're going to the gym a lot, you could actually not be making any progress and you can actually be gaining weight, which makes people even more frustrated and defeated because they're like, I'm doing the habit, I'm at the gym. Okay, so one of the reasons why we have a like, lack of results and you basically are feeling like, why am I not um, getting any better? I'm going to the actual gym. I'm actually like going in that environment. But again, it goes back to like structure and it goes back to how much are you investing in the time you're there? And really, if you're having a lack of results, at the end of the day, you just aren't trying your best. You know, going to the gym and just walking on the treadmill isn't gonna do everything. If you're doing that for one, two, three weeks, you know that that's not going to improve your situation. So it's up to you to really like take those next steps. Like I said, you know, talk to one of the trainers there. Download one of those guys. There are some things, if you're not meeting your goals by yourself, there's something that you aren't doing that's pushing you to that, level, that next level. Because remember, just going to the gym 
and walking on the treadmill, that's going to increase your activity for the day. So maybe those first couple of days, even the week, you're going to lose some weight because you're just moving more. But on the long, uh, long term, you're not going to have anything, which means you have to push yourself harder. So if you aren't getting the results you want, you at the end of the day just really aren't trying your best. And there's a reason why you aren't trying that best, right? And that's because your conviction isn't strong enough or the reason why you're there isn't strong enough to push you to your best, right, Joy? Completely. It's honestly, people's, you can see people who really want to be at the gym. They have a strong conviction. They, they're like, this is an absolute must. And so maybe yours is that a wishy-washy, eh, it's optional. So, I'll do it when I feel like it. So just so people don't get complicated. So when you say conviction, can you explain like what does that mean? Because when I think conviction, I think I'm going to jail. <laughs> well, conviction. So when 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 you use your psychology with eating or with um, fitness, it really helps you get to the deep root reason why. And so your why could be, is it for yourself? Is it for your family? We had a, um, a client that really wants to do it just for herself. She wants to put herself as number one. She doesn't want to be a people pleaser anymore. So what you have to understand you have to ask your que yourself questions of what's the main reason why this is so important to you right and if you obviously if you have a strong why or a conviction that's going to really propel you to excel in whatever you're doing and obviously right now we're talking about uh, fitness and say weight loss if you have a really strong conviction then that's going to push you off of the treadmill to get a goal or get like a plan that pushes you towards the weights right is that what you're saying yes Right, and you're, you're absolutely right. So what, let's just take our example. So I'll, I'll explain my why, but mm -hmm. let, let's start with you first. Completely, so my why has um, evolved and you're allowed, and you'll, you're allowed to continue to change your why as you grow and change. So like my original why was because I used to struggle with binge eating and so my strong why became I just wanted to be so confident and happy and just like basically be able to eat eat without feeling like oh I need to like continue eating all this food at night and so sometimes our whys can come from our pain so I know like you struggled with some some type of pain of seeing your dad um struggling with his medical health so do you want to uh, explain to me like how that how that relates to mine oh man joy really digging deep here <laughs> we're getting personal people yeah no of course so when I first started out my why was just like I, I hated the way I looked and mm. I hated that I just hated everything about it I was like you know what I'm going to change and that got me to a to a point it got me to a certain level and then I was content with something and then I uh, had experience with uh, my father's medication so my father has uh, been uh, obese his entire life and at that point, he was taking about uh, 26 pills. All of them were related to wow. being obese. And, you know, he would need my help, so I would give him his pills. And one morning, I just I had all his pills in my hand, ready to give it to him. And I looked at those like, man, if I don't really push myself to the next level, this is what's going to happen to me. So my why was to make sure that I am never in that position at any point in my life where I am dependent on medication 
to survive. So would you say before you're kind of not taking full responsibility and you're just kind of blaming like, oh, it's just my genetics. I'm just going to be unhealthy or. Yeah, I would say my. Yeah, I would say I would say my first wise is I want to look better. It, mm-hmm. it just wasn't strong enough. Like mm-hmm. it was strong enough to get me to the gym and hire a trainer, but it wasn't strong enough to really force me to, you know, go to the gym when I didn't feel like doing it. Or, I, you know, I, I saw, like I saw my trainer twice a week and that's all I did. But when my why changed, something a lot more powerful, like the, the medication, and I didn't want to be that. And I wanted to be an example to my family and show them that, hey, I could do this too. That, I went from going to the gym two times a week from when I seen him to, I think, four or five times a week. So three of those times were by myself. I would run at two o'clock in the morning. (laughs) You know, my why was very, very strong. And, you know, that's ultimately what pushed me out the door at two o'clock in the morning to go to the gym or go for a run. Because my my conviction was so strong at that point that nothing else was going to stop me. Completely. That's the best way to sum it up. Like your conviction and your why is that nothing is going to stop me. And it's an absolute must that I will never feel this pain or I always want to feel this great. So you can, you can leverage conviction as never want to feel a certain pain or always want to feel like amazing and confident in um, being an amazing example for your children and all these experiences that you actually want to gain and foresee for yourself. Yeah, usually our why comes from something extremely personal. So that's what makes it so strong is that each one is unique. But one thing that I uh, know now, looking back, originally uh, the why my why wasn't strong enough, my initial one, is mm-hmm. I found myself blaming others for my situation. You know, like I was upset at my parents for teaching me poor habits yep. or, you know, not showing me about nutrition or not engaging me in physical activity when I was younger. You know, I would blame genetics. I was like, oh, well, mm-hmm. no one in my family is in extraordinary shape. This is just how it is. Or, you know, I would defer blame somewhere else. Like I never just said, you know what, this is my problem. I need to solve it. And then when my why changed, and of course my why changes, uh, depending on the situation, but it's always very, very strong. And that's what pushes me to that next uh, level of success, whether it be with business or uh, fitness, which is what we're talking about right now, is that my why is so strong that, like I said, nothing gets in the way of it. Absolutely nothing. I can definitely relate when I used to blame a situation to why I was bingy at night. I would say like, oh, I'm so stressed from work or I'm really unhappy in my relationship with this person and I would just be consumed in the blame and I couldn't see that I wasn't taking ownership. I wasn't taking full responsibility. What made you um, be able to see that you needed to take responsibility? Well, like I said, my first big kick in the teeth was when I had all my father's pills in my hands Mm. and all of them were for obesity. And I was like, man, and my, my, my family doesn't have a history of, you know, good physical health. Most of them, there's something wrong with somebody and it's all due to poor habits and poor nutrition and just poor lifestyle choices, which are compounded when they see each other, right? Because as a group, they eat and they just do all these, not bad activities, but not healthy activities. (laughs) I can can relate. So someone told me blame is when you, if you point your finger, um, if you're pointing the finger, there's three fingers back at you. 
Absolutely. And one other quote that I really like is, genetics loads the gun, but your lifestyle pulls the trigger. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. And what that means is, obviously, you know, we all have a base pair of genetics that kind of defines who we are, but our lifestyle is going to either emphasize that or push us in a new direction. So for me, my genetics, all my family, you know, they're meteorically overweight and some are very uh, severely obese. So there's no uh, muscle memory going on. There's no ingrained muscle mass in my DNA that's just there. So my sedentary lifestyle, like when I was in school, because I had the those not poor genetics, but those genetics that favored obesity, because my lifestyle was so sedentary, what happened? Obviously, I ballooned up in weight. I mean, it makes mm -hmm. perfect sense. It wasn't until I learned that, you know what, why, am I ha why is this happening? That I realized I was procrastinating. And like, I have a really, really bad problem with procrastinating, and that carried over into my fitness goals. So I need to lose 10 pounds. I can't, I really need to study for this test. I'll, I'll do it at the end of the quarter. Or, you know, I, I, really, I really need to get healthy. It's like, eh, I went to the gym one day. I'm fine, I'm young, I don't gotta worry about it. I'll just, I'll just do it later. Which works really, really well when I have like a paper that's due. Like I can knock out a 10 page paper in one day and it, procrastination works. But the thing with the procrastinating is you can't procrastinate your health, right? No, like it catches if, up with you. It catches, that's not something that's a quick fix. If I procrastinated my health and I just put off for years and years and years, and now I'm diabetic, I can't just fix that overnight. And that's kind of the perils that people don't really see is that, yep, a lot of times procrastination is a problem with the fitness, but it's so much more dangerous because there's no quick fix. So how do you um, how do you help someone right now who's like, dang it, man, it's August. Definitely haven't done my New Year's resolutions. I'm already procrastinating on my health for this whole past 2019. So how would you help someone? Well, for me, I think just you have to identify that you actually are procrastinating. So if we're talking about uh, fitness, you know, why are you putting off your goals? You know, it's just, if you're lazy and you're doing all this, fine, that's just being a justification, but there's some more importance. Like, why do you feel okay with putting off your goals? Like, why are you procrastinating it? And one thing that you can do is, say if you wanna to go to the gym, but you're in the mindset, it's like, ah, uh, you know what? It's August, the holidays are coming up. I'll just, I'll just do it later. You could kind of weigh out the solution. So one thing you can do is like if you're procrastinating, weigh out how you feel when you're making the decision to procrastinate. So if it's August right now and I haven't been to the gym all year, but I know I want to go, I could kind of do some self-reflection and say, okay, Michael, do you want to go to the gym and make it a part of your day for the rest of this year? Or do you want to completely forego it and just not do it until January? And for me, intrinsically, I'm not going to feel good about just putting it off. Which means I am deciding not to procrastinate because I don't want to feel like that. So there's a quote that I, um, when I used to struggle with procrastination, it says, um, do you want the pain of regret or do you want the joy of discipline? And oh, nice. I was like, wow. Like, Man, we got some good quotes this episode. 
I know. <laughs> so guys, it's called, uh, so the quote again was, do you want to experience the pain of regret? Like, oh my goodness, I am procrastinating and I feel so embarrassed again. Or do you want to experience like the joy of discipline? So sometimes just continually doing something, you can get a lot of satisfaction from that. Absolutely. Like procrastination is, it's such a hard thing to break. Because I agree. for most people, procrastination has been pretty successful. <laughs> well, you gain something from procrastinating. You gain avoiding pain, but you um, endure the long term of that pain. So right. you're avoiding short term pain, but then you're enduring the consequences of that pain. So it's kind of like a catch, you know. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And actually, it's, oh, man, we, we got another quote because I, I just, you saying that made me think of another quote. And let's this keep one, it rolling. Let's keep it rolling. This one relates to procrastination as well. One of my buddies uh, posted on Instagram, but he said, um, what was the quote? He says, hell is you on your deathbed meeting the version, you, the version of yourself that you could have been. So imagine the person that you could be if you just don't procrastinate on everything. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a very powerful idea to kind of get your, get your, get your ass up and do what you gotta do. Whether that's something in, in your uh, education field or something with your fitness goals or something with your relationship. You know, that's, that's a quote that kind of hit heavy with me because it's true. You know, and my biggest problem is like, procrastination has been a huge problem for me. And, or it used to be, and it reflected in my, um, in my fitness goals, which of course, why wouldn't it be? And it wasn't until I learned kind of how to master it, because I'm not saying I never procrastinate, but now I actively choose when I'm procrastinating something. Mm. Like it's a choice that I make as a part of just kind of a thing that happens, like, oh shit, I procrastinated that. And since I choose to procrastinate, I understand that I can't procrastinate my health. And in understanding all these different concepts really helps me not, like the idea of quitting doesn't even enter me. And so it's really important to, if you're thinking about quitting or you're, you know, you're not sure how to overcome it, that's how you do it. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you have a lack of structure, if your conviction or your why, or if you have a lack of results, or if, and if you procrastinate, if you're able to conquer those four or five things, you will be so fucking powerful in everything that you do, you have no idea. Imagine the idea of quitting not entering your mind at all. It's a very powerful sensation not to let that feeling even ever creep in. So yeah, if guys, if you're able to master those four things that we just talked about, you, you'll master anything that comes along your way. So with that said, I think this is a good point to kind of wrap up episode two. So again, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Joy, any closing remarks? Um, thank you, everyone, for just listening. We are so excited to hear your guys' feedback. If any of these strategies and insights have helped you, please, please, please um, DM us or tag us on Instagram. We love hearing from you guys. Thank you again. And she's absolutely right, everybody. You know, we appreciate all the help with the podcast. Obviously, it's fairly new, so any posts or recommendations or any kind of insight you guys get from it, we would love to hear it. So yeah, with that said, we are going to end it here. I hope you guys have an awesome rest of your day. And yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys on episode three. See you guys. Bye.